everybody. Welcome to Killer Serials. This is Tony Jones. Ryan Parker. Hey, we are we are a couple dudes who like theology and like TV. We yeah. may be the only two dudes. That sums it up. <laughs> hey, before we get to the path, uh, 209, I just got to say, I've started watching two new shows. Okay. Oh, good. We're doing this. I started watching on my own um westworld oh there we go it should have been a killer serial you're gonna see we should have talked I about mean, it already already life's doing, too busy yeah already they're doing so much in that show with meaning and but you know it's people like that show but they're not i'm just trying to and now it's interesting as i watch shows i i wonder like why is this show popular but not like why did stranger things blow up and westworld is like a good solid b-lister for hbo you know what i mean why is it that stranger things had this tidal wave of yeah. kind of fan reaction kind of fandom yeah like and, like, and why not something like westworld which is a very and maybe westworld's just too you got to think too hard is, you know yeah same with like game of thrones i mean people are just like rabid about game of thrones and i've never watched a single episode but are you serious? Never watched. Oh, I don't think we can do. Uh, no, no, we can't. Watch I don't think anymore. you can do the podcast anymore. And I'm, it's too late now to dive in. Like I'm not going to start now. Um, and then the other one that I started watching with Courtney is the OA, which it's funny. Yeah, I when, see that you've been watching that. Whenever I post about it, people are like, "It's so good, it's so good," and then it's terrible. <laughs> like, yeah, people are really mad about how the first season ended of the OA. So I've already like I I can't be disappointed because I already know how much people are pissed by it. Yeah, it's uh it's one of those endings. I I thought it was a strong ending. It's a very polarizing conclusion. Okay, well I'll tell you what the and I keep there's one I, I want to ask you this question too. Like if there's one show that you watched in 2016 that you're still thinking about, and there is one for me. And that I'm still, that you still like think like I cannot wait till the next season of that show, and for me mm. it's Man in the High Castle. Okay, I'm slowly getting through the first season because you're so passionate about it. <laughs> you're not. It's not doing it for you. N- not I, maybe I'll get to the part. Uh, maybe I'm just not as invested. I'll tell you, I'm watching. If we could talk killer serials, I want to talk about a killer network fx is killing it oh yeah i'm watching two so i'm watching legion uh which is things about that it's a marvel series and then probably i think one of in terms of production design and and just the look of the show probably one of the best things on tv now and then i just started well i just watched right before we started recording uh premiered last night feud Uh betty davis and joan crawford okay the new ryan murphy show about the the feud between yeah. Betty Davis, yeah. Joe yeah. Crawford, yeah. around whatever happened to Baby Jane. It's really good. There, there was a really big, good first episode. There was a big spread in the Minneapolis paper because they kind of were like, um, <clears throat> if Prince is the best musician ever to come out of Minnesota, Jessica Lange is the best actor ever to come out of Very, Minnesota. She's great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I this love show, her. This show kind of caps her career. Um yeah, I'd like to watch that, but I really also want to watch The Handmaid's Tale on on HBO because I mean on Hulu on Hulu because man, just the premise. I've never read the book, but the premise of that show just seems like 
crazy, well, dude. You know we've got access to the first three episodes. I know. Let's watch it. Yeah. It Check could be it the out. new killer serial. <laughs> well, speaking of killer serials, it's time to turn our attention to the path. Which Episode at, 9. Episode second 9. Season, second season. Currently streaming and, on Hulu. And uh, as we've told our listeners in the past... We have uh, been working a little bit with the people from the path and spent a week out in the L.A. talking about uh, uh, season three and just kind of being all like things religion, religious consultants to the writers. So it was fun. Kind of fun. Yeah, super fun. And we got yeah. a little maybe, you know, as stuff comes up, we might get a little background on these uh, different actors or whatever. One and thing, we see one thing happens yeah. in this episode that we did bring up in the writer's room that I, I brought up that. I was like, because I think at one point they kind of asked, like, was there anything you guys really like liked from the religious perspective or whatever? And I was, I said, well, um, when Sarah and Cal are at the World Religion Conference and Cal's looking through the brochure and he's like, what's an MDiv? Yeah. <laughs> and what's an MTS? Yeah. And Sarah's like, I think it's a Master of Divinity. And I, it was really. I thought that's 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 a clever little inside joke for. You yeah, know, should you just be should you be leading a community if you don't know what that is? Right. I mean, these are people who like are leading hundreds of people in a religion and probably never went to college. You know. So here's a. It, it, yeah, it reminds me of I went to seminary with a guy who like was ordained at twelve or something like oh, that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's run through the quick outline of what happens in this episode because there's a lot to get into. Sarah is just balls to the wall, right, on her fundraising campaign, quote, unquote. We'll say more about that in a minute. Basically, she's blackmailing former members and using their their confessions, right, to to blackmail them to make up the money they need uh, to keep from going into foreclosure on their property. Eddie is coming further back. He's coming into the fold, right, and Richard and Felicia are kind of shepherding him back, right, and grooming him to be the new leader. Felicia's leading him on 8R. Abe is still continuing to investigate the movement, but he's faltering a bit, and he's getting some frustration from his, the higher-ups are frustrated at his inability to kind of crack that nut. And Sarah and Cal are in the city. They're going to go to the the World Faith Conference, is what it's called. They're going to a World Faith Conference in the city with the likes of Deepak Chopra and Tony yeah, Robbins. And yeah, let me yeah. tell you, I don't. That doesn't look like a place where Deepak or <laughs> I Tony mean, Robbins would have been speaking, right? I, I uh, did think that it's they like, were in the second conference hall. They were like with the three hundred. They, they were doing a breakout session. They were doing a breakout <laughs> session. Yeah, that's right. It was new, funny because it's new the, religions. It's the World Religion Conference, and I just thought. I mean, we know from being in in the in the writers' room, this is not like a. Um, a high budget show like you and I were just talking about like yep. Westworld and um, Man in the High Castle. Those shows had cash money. Oh my goodness! The yeah. CGI in both. Well, those what's shows? great about but what's what was cool about the this little scene though? It's kind of threw me back to our AAR days, you know, and just walking around everybody with oh their tote God. bags and yeah, the pamphlets. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, but they're in this place, and we'll say more about this in a minute too, because I think there are kind of two or three big themes. You know, Cal's having a real crisis of faith, and Sarah's not because Sarah is just white knuckling the hell out of this thing, yeah. right? She's yeah. gonna, she's gonna steer the ship. So, and then they give a lecture there. We'll say more about that, and then finally, uh, Eddie. You know, Eddie tells Hank uh, about, you know, 
what he's doing, yeah. you know, and he starts bleeding. He starts bleeding, and that kind of ends that episode. Yeah, let's talk about that I, to start with. I mean, just the Eddie, the Eddie through line of the of this episode. It's interesting yeah. to whom Eddie starts his return. I, I mean, I would have thought Eddie might start his return by like, I'm going to convince Hawk, and I'm going to go after the younger people. That's what Cal's doing, right? But yeah. Eddie. I mean, it would seem like the hardest people to convince would be the first generation Myrists, and yet yeah. that's exactly and, who he and, convinces. And your and your father in law, right? So he starts with Felicia and Richard, and you know Richard. But Richard buys it first, though. Richard is the yeah. one that kind of has seen this anointing, right? And it, so it's not just it's not just Eddie, but it's also Hank. Kind of, I mean, not Hank. I'm sorry, Richard, Richard vouching yeah. for him yeah. to people like Felicia. Yeah. And then Felicia takes – Felicia is like convinced you're the one. You know, you're the one we're sticking with. And then it seems like this – Let's be honest. She's no fan of Cal, you know? This is true. No, that's absolutely true. So she's looking for any other messiah other than Cal. But um, I thought at the end that was a very vulnerable scene. I really like that scene where Eddie is trying to convince his father-in-law, who's a pretty laid-back dude. I mean he's not – he likes Eddie. He's not a legalist. He's not like a Myrist no. legalist, you know. He's not hardcore or anything like that. Nevertheless, he's going to have a lot of doubts about this guy, you know. Yeah. Um, and um, Eddie convinces him. And, and yeah, his wound on his back starts bleeding. It's it's like this stigmata. It's like the stigmata, type, but it's on his moment. back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty gnarly. So I thought that was an interesting I – I think that's an interesting thing. And Eddie, you know, has this – idea to change the policy about the deniers, which, you know, we find out among the older generation, they're like, well, this was never really a policy. It was just something Steve started to do in order to like keep the movement pure. But it it's was never one of the kind of insider outsider yeah. mentality, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was never one of the rungs for Steve. In other words, it's not like um, <clears throat> set dogma from within the religion. It's like it got added on later, you know. Yeah, it's interesting that what as soon as Eddie kind of sees that he that there may be a path to him taking over, you know, the one thing he wants to change is the one thing that affects him most. Yeah, and I think any of us would probably do the same thing. So um, anyway, yeah. I thought that was a that was an. I'm I'm all for the getting rid of the denier clause. And yet. And yet. Every conservative religion that attracts adherents like the Myers movement does has a policy of shunning or excommunicating yeah. uh, people yeah. who've, who leave the faith. They all do. Yeah. It's common to all of them. So without that, you just wonder, the people who are in it are like, well... Why are you in it? Yeah, people can come and go as they please, you know. Yeah. What's the point? So it'll be interesting to see if Eddie, you know, how Eddie is able to sell that to people who believe that for a long time. And it seems... Yeah, because you would say... It it, it seems very self-serving. Yeah, but you also talked about this before where, if, and you were kind of getting at that just now, that... Like the older the people who've been in it the longest and have it the most, who are invested in it the most, the second they hear there's no longer that distinction, what do they do? Why you know what's this for? Yeah, 
What's the point? It made me think of that movie. I think I referenced this to you in a previous episode, a film that I saw at Sundance called Novitiate. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. And it's about these nuns post-Vatican II uh, when essentially their status as kind of more uh, – as kind of holier than the laity was abolished, right? And they were – it was this kind of great leveler was one of the things that happened. And 99,000 nuns left the convent. Oh, around the world yeah because it's this kind of same thing they were no longer this different special status right they lost their uniqueness yeah 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 well i guess on the other side of that equation you have uh, cal and sarah yeah cal and sarah first of all i think it's fascinating for them to go to a, a world faith conference and it's funny that sarah's like i think it happened the episode earlier where sarah says you know Cal, I got us booked at a at a, the World Faith Conference, you know. Yeah. Um, like that's gonna get them money, right? <laughs> like whoever is whoever is like, hey, we got in at AAR. Our career is really gonna take off, you know. Yeah. yeah. Look at this sweet book deal I got. I mean, you they know? are, but it, they talk about Deepak Chopra and Tony Robbins, and you know they're thinking like those guys are rich. Yeah. They're in yeah, this world. Like it's like the Rick Warrens and everything. Like, I'm going to write this book. Yeah, but yeah. it's funny because they're like they're speaking for free, but at a conference like that, Tony Robbins would cost 250 grand to give an hour long talk. You know. And the thing is, that, so they've got this conference right, and they've it's cast. You know, it does look like this little breakout session, which is kind of cute. But they really filled it. You know, the look of it works, right? You yeah, have yeah. people dressed from all religions. Oh, you yeah. have nuns there. You have the hipsters. You have the hippies you have uh, the yeah. you know Hare East religions. yeah all that stuff <laughs> yeah and they get up there and they give the most uh i guess theologically vapid oh my gosh it's terrible speech ever it's like all you need is love it's like believe in yourself right? but but it, it seems to be from what we can tell the main message of myerism is the light is within you which this day and age that makes you a socialist, right? Like yeah. you're just a damn nut job. Yeah, yeah. Right. But like get rid of all the shit that keeps you from seeing the light that's within you. Yeah. And once you can get access to the light that's within you, yeah. you're you're good to go. You just know the nuns are sitting in the back just going just shaking their heads. Yeah, nope. Like, no baby. Yeah. Jesus died for your sins. That's what you need. Jesus to know. was the word, not the yeah. light. Yeah. You know, there's an interesting little scene out in the courtyard before they go in to give that yeah, talk. Yeah, and that's where – yeah. It, uh, Cal has these – Cal suddenly gets hit with these major, major doubts. So it's it's funny. It's yeah, almost it, like – It's he, like I have a panic attack. Yeah, almost. panic attack. That's Theological right. panic attacks. It's like he confessed to Sarah the worst sin he'd ever committed, which is murder. And Murder. Murder. And Sarah – didn't actually turn his her back on him and it's almost like he needed her to or want like he he wanted almost to get rejected by his love interest the same way he was rejected by his mother she doesn't she accepts him even though he's killed you know silas and yeah and then he starts doubting himself and he's like she can't find him and here's what's funny is like here's another little side thing like I know that she, you know, it's like 30 minutes before they're going to go on and she can't find the guy she's supposed to talk with. And she starts having a little bit of a panic and like running around, calling him, calling him. And like, I know that feeling too of whatever, like 
your key you can't like your your computer crashes and you can't get your keynote set yeah. or you you know I, there were a couple like two different or you're times. about to give a sermon and you're like I don't believe in this anymore <laughs> yeah there were like two different times when I was supposed to give a talk in front of a huge group of youth pastors and it was like daylight savings time or whatever and I overslept no yes. And I ran, I remember running into the room and the worst part was that it happened one year and then it happened like at the same conference two years later. And I remember running into the room and it's standing room only. And I'm like 30 minutes late because they called me in my hotel room and like woke me up, you know? No. And like plugging in my computer, just sweating. Everybody's laughing at you. Who's this nerd? And then you want to wake up like, oh, it's a dream. I I was going to get my talk naked. No, that was not a dream. That was real. So they go do this speech, but they're, you know, before that, like you say, there's this crisis of faith. And Sarah says, whether she's being honest or not, Cal, you can do this. People listen to you. People believe you. Clearly, she wasn't in California on the beach, right, when he got called out by the pop star. Which which dented his. But like I say, you know, Sarah's swimming in the Kool-Aid. So she's like, it works on. And she also says, like, I can't do this. Like, that's this is not my gift. I cannot preach through my doubts or rise above you know, my doubts in order to preach. You, you know what she do can this. do though? She can go door to door and shake people down. Oh my gosh. We didn't She'd be that. great on a capital campaign, right? For the building and grounds committee. That's who you would want in your church. Well, that's why back at the uh, friend raiser, she should have been the one who spoke, not Cal. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And so, Cal freaked out. And, and yet, so they're kind of this yin and yang, um, what do you think about after the talk, which I agree with you, was was paper-thin theology of just like feel-good, new age. And people yeah. are like, you know, cheering for them or whatever. Which, I've got to say, if you were going to give a talk at a World Faith Conference, like, <clears throat> that's not that different from a talk that Tony Robbins would give at a World Faith Conference. No, or Joel Osteen. Or, or Deepak Chopra. Yeah, you know the truth is true. within you, that kind of thing. So that's true. The kind of there. Let's just say this: there are no Southern Baptists at the World Faith Conference. No, no, no. <laughs> right? No, that's a highway to hell, right there, buddy. Yeah, exactly. Well, then, speaking of the highway to hell, they go back to the hotel room, and I mean, there's a little bit of a in the hallway. Will they? Like, won't they? <laughs> yeah, will they? Won't. And you're like, yeah, they, and they do. Do you think it's the, the socks fir- on the door? Is it the first time they've ever slept together? Boy, that's a good question. That's a good question. Uh, it feels like it in the show, for sure. I mean, in that moment, it I does. So it's certainly to Cal, because so Cal's like, you know. This is everything I ever wanted. Yeah. Uh-oh. But no, I think it was. I think it is. Yeah. The first time. Because I think Sarah's been faithful to Eddie. They've made out before. That they didn't count. kissed before, but they've never, yeah, they've never. They've never gone all the way. <laughs> they've never done the horizontal bob. Hey, can we talk? Speaking of now, can we talk about another scene that we kind of uh, before Eddie jumps off the jumps onto the path, so to speak? He goes back to his Catholic church. Yeah, that's a great scene where he clearly went as a kid, maybe or as a younger person, and he sits down and the priest, you know, the priest comes in and they have a little conversation. I thought, I thought that was such a well written scene from the priest. It was. In, it really was. And and yeah. Eddie like, oh, I grew up here. You know, did you grow up here? And the priest's like, no, I grew up wherever. And 
Oh, when, when did you grow up? Blah, blah, blah. Oh, was that about the time of Father O'Houlihan? Oh, yeah, Father O'Houlihan. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, that was a very familiar type of conversation that's exactly how it would have happened. Like, well, and Eddie, and it's, it feels like a natural thing that Eddie goes back to that place, which had some influence on him. And then before he's making this decision to go back into this position, he's talking to someone who is an example of someone who makes a really big decision that a lot of us will never make. Not only that, the priest, I think what's really compelling about this scene is that, you know, obviously so much of the show is about religion and here comes a guy like the uber religious guy, like celibate priest with wearing a collar and working yeah. in the church. Yeah. He doesn't try to sell Eddie on his, on, on Catholicism. He doesn't try to win Eddie back to the fold, which is all that people in the Myers movement try to do is win people into the fold. And this priest is kind of like, eh, like, thanks for Do you know what I found? It. Do you know what I found? Uh, and you, I wonder if you've had a similar experience. The older I've gotten, I always hate saying that because it sounds like you're like, well, back in my day. But like the longer I live and the more people that I get to know, especially the more people I get to know from other faiths uh, and then even of my own, the people who are the seem to be the wisest to me, certainly the most loving, compassionate, are the most and, and the, the most fervent in their faith uh-huh. are ones that don't give a flip about converting me to it. Yeah. Right? I think that's the, right. The, 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 there's, there's a realization that, you know, you got, you're digging your own well over here. Yeah. And there's, I don't know, there's just that, that character in this show struck me. Now that you bring that up, it just made me think about some people in my life who are perfectly fine with this. Yeah. With you not being part of their faith at all. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then there's this odd magnetism to it. Right. For sure. The second they stop trying, you're like, oh, that is a re- they got it together. You know, no, I would even say like they're, I would love that. I would love that priest to come back and be a mentor to Eddie. You know, what I mean, rather That'd be than, so cool. Rather than That'd some of cool. the freaking Looney Tunes who are in the Myers yeah. movement. And you know, what's funny is he says if it was a mis- the priest says taking that vow, living the life that he's lived. He says if it was a mistake, it's one I'd make all over again, which is a great. So good. Kind of twist to it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because even if I'm not right, I'm right. But you and you know, I also know like, a lot of clergy people who made that choice in their teens or 20s and now are our age, you know, middle age and are like, what a mistake. I should have been a banker. I should have been a doctor. Like, should have been a nurse. What's this PhD work? Yeah, like this clergy thing is a total bummer. You don't get paid very much. You take a lot of shit from people. And I'm in yeah. a dying industry. It's, it's hard work. Yeah. Isn't, you're never off. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, I think I, I like this episode and um, what are there? 13 episodes, right? In, or four, 13 episodes. 13. 13. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. man, oh, man, we only got four We've to go. Got, four yeah. to go. All right. Thanks episode. for hanging in there with us, everybody. Yeah, for sure. We hope you all like like not only The Path, but you like our podcast. Tell us some other people about it. I was just complimented by a guy I was on another podcast today. And he said, man, Killer Serials, that is the greatest title for a podcast. That might be the only great thing about this podcast. (laughs) Oh, there it is. All right. Okay, everybody, thanks for listening to Killer Serials. We'll see you next week with episode 210 of The Path.